Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the other Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to review last night's episode of NXT. And I think it's fair to say, Sidge, that last night's episode of NXT was better than anything that AEW can produce all year. Do you disagree? Well, there you have it. I'm joking, of course. Uh, Sidgwick, under the weather today. Get well soon, mate. So it's just me and Hamlet. So it's just you piling on. <laughs> just me and Hamlet here to review last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, Premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to review last night's episode of NXT, which we can all agree was absolutely sensational. Apparently, we all can. Yeah. My regular viewers and listeners will know that this week I've been struggling with an inner ear issue. And your hello at the start of this podcast popped it like the microphones would do sometimes where you just can't hear anything. Half that intro was lost. It was just like I felt like I was listening to it underwater. But then it made me think, well, what if there was like an NXT character that was a scuba diver? Ooh. And then like they could be watching NXT as if from a tank at like SeaWorld or something like they that. They could wrestle in flippers. Are they called flippers, what are they called? Yeah. Yeah. Flippers, uh, the mask, <laughs> the whole deal. <laughs> they have to enter they have to climb on the top rope and fall in backwards. Oh my like god. Into, like, fall like, out well, of a boat. like a coffin drop, but better. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Do you agree, Sid? And yeah, that bit's now dead. Uh, I, <laughs> unlike NXT, which is alive and well. Oh, yeah. We can all agree. Uh, Bit of a worry on this show about the, the potential loss of something. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Um, we had the Oscar nominations yesterday. A day too late, if you ask me, because Duke Hudson and Andre Chase mm-hmm. selling the potential heartbreak of, well, I mean, we'll get into it on the review, but... The, uh, the dark days that might be ahead for Chase U, I felt like should have got a bit more consideration. Certainly more than uh, Margot Robbie got for Barbie, anyway. <laughs> NXT, of course, soon uh, on Netflix, which confirms WWE is officially cinema now, so quite unbelievable. It's, unbe- it's an unbelievable bit of business, this. I think we'll, um, there'll be many a podcast where we'll speak yeah. about WWE's move to Netflix. But this is the NXT one, so let's cover that for a bit. Uh, NXT got that um, nice deal from CW. CW. Yeah. I think they're going to move in America soon. Um, what a strange lifespan it's been for this brand since it landed on TV in 2019. Basically, as a bit of stubborn gamesmanship for yes. WWE to try and... Uh, clip AEW's wings, then 
away from the CWC and skills. It kind of did actually define enough of its own identity to get a TV deal all of itself. Uh, the little multi-billion dollar engine that could, <laughs> covered in paint splatters and cum, uh, got its own TV deal. And now it'll be, what, live, on demand, available on catch-up, <sighs> immediately after it's aired. Um, not that you would, but you can skip the intro if mm. you like. Uh, I, I, I can't quite believe that there, what is it, something like 75 million homes in America? No Every idea. Wednesday morning, we'll wake up and watch NXT. I think wrestling has healed. Like, I think I am ready to say that it's a great time to be a wrestling fan and mean it across the entire spectrum. Yeah. If AEW continues on this upper trajectory mm -hmm. and then we just simply do not talk about New Japan, the independent scene, uh, Japanese wrestling as a whole, mm -hmm. the declining state of Brit rest since the boom pass or anything like that, I think we're definitely on the road <laughs> to wrestling finally fixing itself post-pandemic. Well, let's talk about the best wrestling show of the week, NXT. It opened with a big recap of the Battle Royal and then the subsequent four-way that Roxanne Perez won to get the title shot at NXT. Contract signing later on in the show. Uh, but the first action was the semi-finals of the Dusty Cup. It was the Wolf Dogs. Yeah. Bran Breaker and Baron Corbin versus Axiom. No! And Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. A great I, team. They're a great team. They're such a great team that I'm surprised that you haven't yet put the buttons together. Because one of the great joys that I get on this podcast, and there are many on mm -hmm. this specific podcast, is watching you hurriedly move across the panel to get to uh, where I'm cleaning windows <laughs> before Homer stops saying nerd. Yeah. Like, I suppose if they were to stop teaming and then feud together. Oh, you'd have to. Yeah. You'd merit have it. to get them on the same page. But yeah, I mean, they were on the same page here, I suppose. And. The match was fantastic. Yes. Like we said it was going to be a lovely bit of matchmaking, but I think this over-delivered on my expectations. I loved Bron's reaction when Baron Corbin came out of the wolf and he was like, you're doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they've, as heels especially, I don't know how they've made Bron Breaker one of those, um, he's like a super fan from the era where WWE used to treat the nostalgia shows as an opportunity to just bury the young kids, but in a way that, like earnestly works. It's no longer when DX would arrive on the scene and the young, cool, hip stable were required to be like, oh my God, here's these like 50 year olds telling us to suck their penises. Whoa! Like, this is now Bron Breaker just, I can't believe he's in on yeah. my dumb idea. Was my idea brilliant after all? Baron <laughs> Corbin seems to have validated it. It's, it shouldn't work, but it really does. Any pitch that I've ever made about them losing the Dusty Cup and splitting up, like, I, I kind of want it to fritter away mm -hmm. and just have them stay together. It's, yeah. They're, they're going to turn babyface, aren't they? It's one of those ones where even I'm like, they took the titles off the family. Maybe I'll allow it. I mean, the, the family couldn't touch them either. Mm. I'm mad, like, don't let, like, don't repeat that. Obviously, when I'm saying, like, don't let him know, but you'll be here in the studio, oh, I'll right? Be, yeah, like, yeah, you'll yeah. Be, well, like, I need, I'd need to be. It'd be ridiculous it. if it was just one of us. Exactly, yeah. So, like, when Sax gets here, don't tell him that I've said this, but it does sort of feel like, an inevitability at this point, the, as over as they're getting, that the Wolf Dogs are going to not just beat the family for the belts, but potentially squash them. Mm. This would be a, just a destruction job on the family. Also, uh, I'm booking spots for them to lose. They speared Tony so hard his hat came off. I'd quite like that. His hat stays in place like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Drops to the floor. So what you're pitching, just to be clear on this, is NXT somehow formulating a spot in which they de literally defy gravity. Mm. Right, I mean, let's go. Um, 
match uh, started before, well, before the bell even rang. Nathan Fraser could do that because he's fast oh, enough, yeah, isn't yeah. he? Um, Axiom and Nathan Fraser realised they were kind of up against it, so they attacked them before the bell even rings. There's stereo suicide dives, drop kicks against the barricade. Corbin and Breaker are in trouble. They hoi one of them in the ring um, and, and dominate. Uh, but just as we're about to go to break... The tide turns, um, and the high-flying finally catches up with Fraser and Axiom. Corbin counters a flying head scissors and power bombs Axiom on the announce desk. Oh, my God. Whilst Breaker caught Fraser in a high cross and just power slammed him. That ruled, by the way. Like, that sounds like a kind of your very typical big man, little man spot. But it's worth, I mean, it's worth going out your way to watch this match. Yeah. I'll say for anybody that doesn't, I know it's NXT and sometimes you just listen to us and never catch the show. Please go and check this one out. But the fluidity at which he does the catch and then drop, it, there's no, whoop, that's like steady myself. It's just like a shotgun blast mm. in the way he drills him into the floor. Perfect use of the power versus the pace. So we went to a break and we came back with another awesome spot. Breaker's got Axiom. He sort of, I think it was a back suplex yeah. into a, Cutter, basically. Mm-hmm. Great. Hang on. Oh, my God. Great spot, that, as well. Again, just making the most of the size disparity and the way that like the smaller guys can move around the bigger ones. Just the perfect use of all four. Uh, eventually, Axiom gets over to his corner, tags in Nathan Fraser, and I felt like I was watching Fastlane because it was like... Meow. Uh, he's flying around, uh, jumps off the top turnbuckle, flying crossbody onto both of uh, the wolf dogs. Um, Axiom and Fraser hit back-to-back frog splashes to get two count. Um, there's a submission spot. I think they've got, yeah, they've got Corbin in a submission. And Breaker doesn't dive in to break it up. He power bombs Axiom onto Nathan Fraser to break it up, which is one way of doing it. Unreal. Uh, there's a great near fall as well that makes you question what the finish is going to be because Fraser charges... Uh, Corbin catches him with a deep six, which is still... Oh, my God. It's that and Andrade spinning back elbow. A two, a two, I always say this, are two of my favourite non-finishers. Uh, we're going to get to another example of this in just a second. But again, like the perfect mesh of Frazier's speed and a move that mm. suits counter in the speed because it looked like it was going to drill him through the ring with it. Uh, there's a DVD to Axiom and in uh, into a brain buster. Uh, but Axiom kicks out. Corbin can't believe it. Um, the baby faces come back. Um, Spanish fly on breaker from Fraser uh, and a Phoenix splash. But Corbin dives in and breaks it all up. He en- eventually hits Axiom with the end of days. Goes around Fraser, but Fraser counters and turns round into a ridiculous oh my God. spear yet again from Bran Brigu. One, two, three, into the finals of Vengeance Day. Oh, my God, that spear. It's the best in wrestling. Yep. You know, um, Bron Breaker versus Darby Allen is quickly becoming... <laughs> like, a lot of people ask us, oh, what would be your AW versus WWE dream match? I don't have a lot. Because I'm quite engaged in the WWE stories as they stand. And the AW roster is so big. You're like, you know what? I could just do with seeing some of them wrestlers yeah. fight each other before worrying about things across the divide. No, there's one. Like, I want to see, <laughs> like... Surely the man delivering the best spear versus a guy that sells being killed the better than anybody else in wrestling is the new wrestling dream match because I think Frazier... You can see why they paired Dolph with Bron, Absolutely, yeah. And Frazier runs Alan Sell in a close second um, and runs faster than anybody because he <laughs> gave it beans, didn't he, running into that spear. You've, it's got to be seen to be believed, quite honestly. Is it the thumbnail? Yeah. yeah. Bron just keeps doing this. And obviously it's... I'm not saying it's a... 50-50 split. It's probably like a 60-40 or 70-30. I don't know. I've never delivered or taken a spear quite like that. Mm. But 
the way in which obviously Frazier attacks attacks the move himself, knowing that he's going to be hit with it, and then contorts in time with like Bron, who to his credit bravely just does not stop. He's like, well, this better work out. You wonder if he's closing his eyes, thinking we could be ending up at the yeah. post here. I just don't know because he doesn't appear. Like if you watch his steps. He doesn't appear to be putting the hesitation step in or anything like that. There's almost no like I love the I love Rhino's goal, yes. But there's almost not really like a leap uh, or a spring in bronze step. It's all power, and then they're in the air almost naturally rather than with <laughs> yeah. any kind of jump. It's magic, absolutely magic. The perfect finish to again a lovely bit of matchmaking, and the Wolf Dogs have been. One of the several success stories from a really enjoyable Dusty Cup. Yeah. I don't, sorry, this is feeling a bit weird. I don't like it. It's not very pro wrestling, this. We're going to get to NXT shortly. Mm. But this was this was uh, Monday Night Raw quality, guys. <laughs> so the NXT champion, Ilya Dragunov, is backstage having a chat that I suppose he would describe as... Uh, oh, Christ almighty. Uh, right. <clears throat> <laughs> very entertaining. Good. Please come back soon, Sid. <laughs> um... Josh Briggs. <laughs> Josh, Josh Briggs. It's right entertaining. I bloody love Ilya Dragunov. I say what I like, and I like what I bloody well say. It's sharks. <laughs> Punch it nose. He would as well. <laughs> I'm only man in history of mankind to break his own neck twice in the same match. Josh Briggs interrupts. Block it myself, <laughs> just to make a point. He's uh, obviously been told by JBL he needs to find out who he is. Wakefield's Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> Me and Tick Cribs. Biggest things come out of this town. We haven't even got a football club. Biggest town in country without one. <laughs> it's true, that. Briggs uh, wants to test himself against Ilya. Um, and Ilya's admiring of the bravery, but he's not sure if that Briggs is... This PG f***ing tips. If that's what Briggs actually wants. <laughs> no, me better than I don't drink that swill. Don't uh, take none of that <laughs> Now this is you. He suggests, uh, oh, Briggs, this is, says, maybe you're uh, you're afraid. You know, double booking, trick, et cetera, et cetera. They get into each other's faces, but trick comes in to separate it all uh, and says to Briggs, prove yourself another day. You know, I've got a title match and I want to actually do it this time. Uh, basically, they get into an argument and trick says, look, you want to prove yourself, prove yourself against me. Um, and uh, it's basically trick saying to oh, you just make it to judgment day, uh, vengeance day. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he's dragging up with the judgment day. Um, <laughs> and uh, Ilya says, well, I'll be at Vengeance Day, mm-hmm. but will you? I'll be watching tonight. So that's up the match for later. Yeah, fine. Um, Ren is backstage. Ren Sinclair, of course, who uh, debuted last week in place of Corey Jade. Get well soon, Corey mm-hmm. Jade. Um, she's hyping herself up. She's very nervous in the locker room. Uh, but in comes Fallon Henley, um, who checks on her. Ren says, first ever singles match for me. I'm trying to make friends here, but also not trying to make enemies, too many enemies. Uh, very giddy, basically. And Fallon says, look, just take a breath. I know myself. It's not easy being the new girl, but you're off to a great start. You eliminated Lash Legend from the, the uh, Battle Royal last week. Uh, best of luck, basically. And <laughs> Ren Claire high-fives herself and runs off. Yeah, uh, I thought this was going somewhere else in the post-match from Ren Sinclair. We'll get to that a little bit later, yeah. I suppose. But Fallon Henley, um, I love that how NXT's, like these locker room skits are never really any better no matter how long you spend in the PC because I'm guessing Hindu squats with Coach Bloom don't turn you into a good <laughs> actor of terrible scripted dialogue. But 
nonetheless, the cycle is that if you spend long enough there, you kind of become like the dead man of the <laughs> locker room. So like Fallon Henley is now like, you get out there running, and then when you get backstage, we'll get the bones out. Okay, guys, a bunch of beers. <laughs> Fallon, mate, you ran a pub six months ago. I love my favorite thing about Fallon Henley. Incredibly talented. I, I think she's good, yeah. But the gimmick of her, like, I was once looking at the top shelf, and I thought, maybe I'm top shelf. So I'm top shelf. Right? <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, brilliant. Well, bad bitch. Um, In a friendly way. So on to the next um, backstage segment. This one I was sort of led. You know in the cartoons where the like old lady bakes a cherry pie and leaves it on the um, well, windowsill to cool? Like, and then the dog sort of like floats in the air following the, the, yeah, the lines. But it was sort of reversed. So I sniffed something, followed the followed the scent, uh-huh. and it led me to HBK's office. Right, yes. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is cooking. Uh-huh. Um but Shawn Michaels doesn't walk out. Ava does. She hasn't got a surname. She's The Rock's daughter. Which is, uh, and has it ever been better to be that, by the way? Served her rather well. Uh, she walks out, but so does a returning William Regal. Welcome home. Slithers out of uh, the kitchen of HBC, the heartbreak chef himself. <laughs> always, uh, always sheds his skin next to the right star, doesn't he, William? He's, he's back to, to help his son. That's what he's here. Right, yeah. Storing, he's sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, I'll have to, I'll have one Gallus over there. I'm here to create a new one over here. You want all your favourite wrestlers to become boring as f***? Come to me. <laughs> so uh, they reveal that Ava is officially the youngest GM in WWE. Um, Regal gives her a bit of advice. Look after NXT for him. Uh, it's a thankless job, long hours, egos to juggle, and hard decisions to make, but she can do it. Uh, and my phone is always on, and he shakes her hand. Yes, some might. I'm going to ignore William Regal. Um, some might say that this was a like this has always been nepotism in action. But as CM Punk outlined on Raw, it is sometimes as much a burden as a gift. Yeah, being a second generation star. So I'm going to take a different tact on this to some of the the criticism I've seen over the years, I guess, of Ava's performance ability at this point. Is this not something we as wrestling fans manifested all along? Have the old curmudgeons like myself and Sidgwick not for years said that we grew up on an authority figure in Jack Tunney so uniformly awful (laughs) on screen that you actually believed he was involved in an administrative capacity and not there to be put in front of a microphone? And I, for one credit Ava with trying to mimic that. I'm assuming that's what her performance style is based on because it cannot be on being in front of a camera. What a, what a day for the uh, Johnson household. Well, indeed. Yeah. What was it? Um, Nicholas will love this. He's big, uh, he's, uh, you can't hear his voice sometimes, but I'll speak for him. He's a big rock guy. And uh, kind of the biggest rock guy in the office. He's leaving. And uh, <laughs> did you see, Nicholas? <laughs> Did you, uh... Hang on. No, I am not the biggest rock guy. Stay there, but actually, you might, uh... Off. You might raise an eyebrow at this one, huh? <laughs> Did you see what, um, The Rock earned for his... For taking up the position as the, uh... Oh, do please. It was $30 million and seven oh, bucks. Oh, what a ledge. Oh, Why is that, Will Vaughn? I think... I, I don't know that... I don't know the story. There must be some law to this. I thought... I, he, he doesn't like to talk about this, okay. but I think when he started out, he only had seven bucks in his pocket. Right. Um, no way. Seven bucks in a dream, probably. And he probably looked at that money and he said... Hey, 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 hey. That's... You all right. <laughs> you seen this? Was it you telling about this, Nicholas? You seen this? You heard about this? This In-N-Out Burger thing. What's this? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I've, I've never had an in and out, by the well, way. To, to speak to The Rock, nor has he, even though he's like, tweeted about it three times. Hey, wow, my first in and out burger. And then it's like, yeah, that's been on Instagram three times, Dwayne. <laughs> Did they not like take the sponsorship? Like, nudge or something. Come on, guys. Can't believe this. Wow, this is an outburger. It's so good. Why haven't I been here before? Like, sort of <laughs> six months earlier. Uh, so it's time for Lash Legend versus Ren Sinclair. Um, kind of a squash this, but which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can, Ren's only just arrived, et cetera, et cetera. Um, gets some offense in. Uh, she jumped on Lash's back for a sleeper, but Lash just ran into the ropes and hung her on the top and then mounted her with punches and then just slammed her head into the mat. Good that. Um, in the end, well, there's a bit of cheating as well because you had Jakara Jackson, Ora Mensa, and Noam Dart are there at ringside. Jakara. <laughs> there in the metaphor. <laughs> um, she, uh, yeah, Jakara Jackson kept interfering. Um, Ren Sinclair went for a, a sunset flip a couple of times. Um, the second time, Jackson tries to cheat, um, but Ren manages to get a roll up, um, but as a result of the shenanigans and her getting rid of Jakara Jackson, she turns around into a big choke bomb from Lash Legend for the one, two, three. Post-match, it looks like Metaphor are all going to kick the crap out of Ren Sinclair, but Fallon Henley runs down, makes the save and clears the ring. Yeah, a couple of things here. So I thought this was effective in that, ultimately, we know Lash Legend's got limitations, but they're starting to uh, highlight the positives and hide the negatives. Kind of in the best way for mm. Lash Legend. She's got a pretty decent power game. And the best way you exploit that is put her in there with smaller wrestlers. Ren, meanwhile, is very much the bird that hasn't quite yet like left the nest. Mm. Uh, um, so you can have her lose in situations like this. A proper a proper underbird dog. And, <laughs> and uh, there wasn't a lot to like about the in-ring, but you got the story. Yeah. You got the basic premise here. Um, Fallon Henley making the save was interesting because I thought they were going to go a little bit further with this as you say there was Jakara Jackson running interference constantly and not that like all the members of the metaphor were going to suddenly attack Ren but there was still a numerical advantage with the metaphor yeah and I thought that as part of um, the ranch segments the other week that like Tiffany Stratton begrudgingly was going to come out as well Helping Fallon Henley as uh, sort of there. We're not mates, but you know we've kind of there's you a bit of my respect. Yeah, like my the mutual respect. Very yeah. much Punk Wardlow esque in a way. You know, you survive <laughs> an epic rivalry together. You might have started on opposite sides, but yeah. now you've like come to join forces. She was nowhere to be found, and I just think the timing of that mm. is particularly um, it's particularly strange with the Royal Rumble looming this weekend. I, this felt like the most natural place to slot Tiffany Stratton back into the NXT world. And if they're not doing that, it, is it not just a Rumble cameo? Is it a call-up? I, I think so as well, because I saw people complaining on social media about, like, where the hell's Tiffany Stratton yeah. in recent weeks? And I think it's very deliberate that they've not had her on screen following the the ranch stuff. It's the old cliche thing of leaving any territory. Like, you sort of have the big matches, you win the title, you lose the title, you fall in a bath, you move on. Slip on some poo. That's it, slip on poo, yeah. move to the next territory, a bigger star than you were before. I'd say as old as time. In terms of like, we'll we'll talk a little bit now about NXT stars you could see in the Rumble because I think out of everyone in NXT, I'd say she's probably odds-on favorite for me to make an appearance. For all the reasons you've laid out, she's done everything really she can uh, in NXT. She's feuded with Becky Lynch as well. She's Mm -hmm. kind of had that main roster test almost. Um, And yeah, for me, it's... Not the same as, you know, a sporadic Roxanne Perez or a Zoe Stark appearance like we got Mm. last year in terms of like, here's a little sneak peek and then we'll bring him up when we want to post-WrestleMania or when the storyline calls for it. 
I'd have arguably even potentially lead to a story to go to WrestleMania. You have her eliminate a big name, perhaps, from the Rumble. I've suggested Bianca Belair, if they've got now mm-hmm. better for her. I think that would be a brilliant feud. Um, but it feels like, yeah, Tiffany's almost guaranteed, I'd say, to be in the, the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, there's like... It's especially with the new NXT between like Shawn Michaels and Triple H and the synergy we've talked about that's all that's so much better than it yeah. was with Triple H and Vince. There's like a lot of different ways to skin this cat now, isn't it? With NXT to main roster, like I think every whereas once upon a time there just seemed like a flow of talent and Triple H was always looking at replenishing his stocks because he knew sooner or later somebody was going to get the call, and then they go onto the main roster and they just sink or swim. Now, and this is how it always should have been. It's case by case. Mm. So the Royal Rumble is a perfect opportunity to give somebody a debut with a Tiffany Stratton where you think, actually, you're just ready. Mm. You can come up. This doesn't need to be a one-night thing. We can give you a few eliminations. We can maybe set up a story. We can announce you to the world, and then we can play some videos and say, you saw her in the Rumble, and next week she's going to be on Raw, or next week she's going to be on SmackDown. All the while, while, as you mentioned, Roxanne Perez last year, it's just as good as a cameo spot. Mm. You get one night in front of a massive crowd, like we would assume, a very, very switched on WWE centric crowd that, uh, in Roxanne's case last year, are going to receive you as a star in a way that you've never really looked in the much smaller confines yeah. of NXT. I think Cora Jade might have made an appearance this year before she got injured. I think so. I definitely think so. They were bringing her back, obviously, with a view of the fast track to the title. But again, there's no rules anymore. You can have this one great night in the Rumble, then go back to NXT and carry on with your weirdness. Or this could be the actual turning point where you say, right, actually, no, I'm main roster ready. Who else you reckon could make an appearance on Saturday? Uh, I mean, it's there's this is a big rumble at WrestleMania period for NXT too. Like, they've got Stand and Deliver, there's Vengeance Day on the horizon. You know, if you were looking, say, for example, at the moment, Mello's on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, so he's already kind of had that main roster, but he's also involved in this huge title program in NXT, so to just lift him out of it yeah. would potentially be reckless. But, uh, you know, like... Who's not really up to much on NXT at the moment, but has been there long enough to to like to swim? I guess like a Gigi Dolin, yeah, maybe. Like, there's no obvious storyline that she's involved in. Her work, if we're honest, is hit and miss. But there's a fairly well established character, a striking presence. Yes. I think I think she would add some flair to that women's division and maybe motivate Triple H to at least tell some stories around her, if nothing else. Um, who else? Like, Bron Breaker's an obvious one. I know he's involved in stuff with the, the tournament. Yeah. Uh, Bron Breaker, what, we we were in Dallas in 2022 mm-hmm. watching him win the NXT title for a second time on a Raw Yeah, when it very much felt like, hey, if he loses here, is he just going to live on Raw now? Mm. So there's been the, the conversation around him getting this call up for years and years. But in that time, he's not been spinning his wheels. He's... Worked out the kinks as a babyface. He's learned how to be a great heel. He's developed like a killer finisher, which he didn't have for the longest time in the form yeah. of this spear. He's fully formed now. You could do this tag run with Baron Corbin. Ironically, a guy who came back to NXT and he's like, oh, we're great friends. And Bron's like, yeah, this is amazing. But um, Postman Pierce and the SmackDown general manager, can't remember his name, are kind of like ring my phone <laughs> off the hook at the moment. Like, I, I think there might be a slot for me here. Again, an impact player in a rumble. Loads of uh, kick-ass spears. Um... This is not going to... I don't think everyone's going to love this. He's become a bit of an ironic fave on uh, this podcast, and I would love to see that throne dragged all the way down the aisle. Oh, my God. Lexus King might just generate a niche prep from those that know him. 
He's a preposterous human being. You get like the real short spot in the rumble. Honestly, and right. sell it as like, well, I was in the rumble. You could dress any one of the other 29 up in the 1993 version of the Doink character's outfit and they would look less of a clown than Lexus <laughs> King coming to the ring with his chin bollocks beard. Oh, it's so good. And his That's movable so and his movable throne. Like that he makes an impact. And like I'm basically I'm playing up to his character here. I'm just here to make an impact. Like it's stupid. But visually he makes this impact. Again, he gets thrown out immediately. You know, he's not gonna break the one second Santino thing. No, but no, remember no. the um the Heath Slater spot where he couldn't get in the ring. Everyone hits a finisher. And everyone King. keeps attacking him on it. Like, Lexus King just getting decked by wrestler after wrestler after wrestler. And him, like, shaking off the cobweb. Finally, I'm having my moment. He turns around and it's like Brock Lesnar or something. Oh. Like, there, there's loads of ways. Or Gunther. Like, who the hell are you? Like, just chops him in the chest. Like, all the sort of spirit just escapes his body. <laughs> <laughs> and he's immediately thrown out. I like the idea of him, yeah, having, being really braggadocious about it after the event. So, I don't know who to suggest because I'm, I'm thinking like Cody Punk, Drew, Brock, all those people. Yeah. Uh, I want them to be sort of near the end, near the final four for obvious reasons. You're saying he should be number 30. No, what I'm <laughs> saying is he should be a late entrant and earlier on in the in the match, a former Kofi Kingston, a former world mm-hmm. champion gets eliminated. Okay. And he says, well, I outlasted a former world champion. It was like, he wasn't even in the ring when he, he was in there and got eliminated. Oh, God. Him doing his... I mean, he we luckily get, got 23 or something. We get one later on in the show here, but like him doing his usual thing of just basically like being skeevier on the women. Hey, do you uh, see me in the Rumble on Saturday? And the women just going, yeah. <laughs> him watching the Rumble. My work here is done. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Didn't, didn't I? I? <laughs> well, that's booked. Nikita Lyons is another name that it feels obvious that they could, not as a move to the main roster immediately, but as a, a sneak peek for something to come in the future. You say that it's about weird that they've done the just, they've gone home. Oh, yeah, you lost to Blair Davenport, there you go. That's it, right? You say about like not necessarily going to the main roster, I would agree with that. I don't think she's necessarily ready, whatever that means in 2024. But aye, her comeback story was the story. They've not really told one since she came back. Like, I'm going to, like, they, they had a big build-up. Then they shot her in the crowd where she did 18 poses, like Dana Brooks' old entrance, just to decide which one was going to get over. And then she came back to avenge this horrendous attack. Like, Blair Davenport's car park's attacks that were, of course, actually perpetrated by Indy, Indy Hartwell. Hartwell. yeah. Were held as being responsible for, like, what, ACL tears? Yeah. These people lose, like, a year of their career. And she's like, I'm back, and I'm better than ever, and I've lost. <laughs> <laughs> They've sort of, like... Like, had her steer into a cul-de-sac here. So, I don't know. Like, the character is weird, and you kind of can't take your eyes off Nikita Lyons. She might be main roster ready as a gimmick, if not as a wrestler. Mm. And is this not what those main event matches slash house show loops with Natalia are for? Exactly. Like, and I'm not burying either Natalia or the call-up wrestler there. That's what happens, right? People go on the road with their, their, like, get the reps, all that sort of thing that maybe you can't get working people of a similar experience level. I, it's, I love this. I love this because NXT, I don't know if you've ever really effectively illustrated this before in this podcast, is sort of insane. Yes. And the magic of these, it used to be where if you were able to put the blinkers on and pretend that Vince McMahon wasn't going to ruin the thing you loved, <laughs> it was like, ah. Oh, I can't wait for Bailey to join the rest of the horsewomen. I can't wait for 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to uh, do this exact same story, but on the main roster. Like, look at this vision of WWE that Triple H is crafting. It's definitely going to be perfect when they'll get there. Now it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, on Tuesdays, I kind of watch wrestling's equivalent of the circus, and one of them's going to be allowed to escape and <laughs> appear on Raw SmackDown. Like, one of these is going to be on Netflix. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a whole different appeal, but I love it just as much. One final suggestion for you mm-hmm. before we get back to NXT. Um, in the Rumble, you kind of have to have your wits about you. Yeah. You know, people say you got to have eyes in your back of your head, or to put it another way, you make always make sure you... Uh, Pay attention, please. What about this? The three stages of scripts. <laughs> Sommelier. Comes out like number four, eliminated. Superhero. Mid-15, 16, Gang member. 30 wins it. <laughs> I'm in. What about, what about, right, a new NXT wrestler, but who makes his debut at the Rumble. Okay. Right? Uh, so you go, three, two, one. <laughs> and it's actually a wrestler called Claxon. And it's like, you know, like when, gladiator. You know, yeah. You know when he had Festus where, like, it, the bell would ring and he would go insane oh, yeah. and, like, he would wrestle. Claxon will only wrestle when the Claxon goes off. So, like, on NXT, like, oh, I'm Claxon. And then the heels are like, I bought a Claxon from the normal shop. Like, the Claxon shop guy's like, well, looks like we're going out of business. We had a good run. Like, Claxons were really... Should have invested all of our money in one piece of stock. Claxons were really in in the 90s. Uh, they made a comeback as a band in the mid-2000s. Yes. Everybody liked the Not Over Yet cover, but I think that's it for us in Claxons. Yes. Hi, I'm Sean Michaels, apparently. <laughs> I, uh, I've got this new guy started, and I think I need all of your stock. I'll take it all. Claxon uh, Riker. Claxon Riker. Yeah, I'd love to see Von in the Rumble. I think he's, well, he's busy with Heritage Cup stuff, is my concern. <laughs> <laughs> he just he comes out with a massive painting. It's like, what the hell's that, Von? It's like it's just like a painting of number eleven. You told me I drew number eleven and I didn't have anything prepared. <laughs> Back to NXT though, because um, some bad stuffs happened. Hamlet. Oh. Um, we cut to a restaurant. We look inside. Plate smashed on the floor. Mm-hmm. The Riz is down. <laughs> And OTM have got the waiter pinned him up against the wall. And they're saying, we make the rules. Tell Tony D and Stags it ain't over till OTM says so. Yeah. <laughs> it was, for something so serious, it looks all funny. Like the Riz and all the broken oh. stuff everywhere. But yeah. Um, well, it's another week where the family haven't lost the belt, isn't it? <laughs> so this is not like a reverse Roman Reigns run for you where like, they should really be putting up the graphics like they do with Reigns. The family returns. Yes. And, and not just to, like, eat. <laughs> um, Electra Lopez is seen arriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the bloody hell's Lola Vice? Uh, member of the crew's have no idea. I'm looking for her. More on that in a bit. Uh, and then it was time for Joe Gazy versus Dijak. Um, obviously, off the back of <laughs> Joe Gazy headbutting Dijak last yeah. week. But, oh, that's on commentary. Um, but, I mean, the, the match didn't happen, basically. Uh, they brawled before the bell even rang. Dijak hasn't even taken his big jacket off. Uh, uh, there's this chair spot. Eventually, Gacy twats Dijak with a chair. 
Um, and then suddenly they're brawling around ringside and you're like, what's that wall doing there? <laughs> That's not been there for a while since they did this spot last. When did they last build that wall? <laughs> and Dijak kicked him through the wall and you thought, oh, that's that. But uh, he raises back up <laughs> with a smirk on his face, attacks Dijak, Dijak sells for a bit and mm-hmm. then slams Gacy through the announce table and all the referees and officials are there to separate them. And Gacy raises back up again. And catches Dijak in a sleeper, and has to, they have to be separated, basically. I'm going to praise this. Um, Gacy was quite believable. For all that he's not remotely believable, he's a crazy guy yes. when he's asked to, I don't know, like, eat the rubbish out of the bins <laughs> and whatever jobs he gets given Chuck in. His phone next. off the roof. Yeah. As a bit of a crazy wrestler, um, I'm not making the comparison to Terry Funk. I'm just simply saying mimicking that type of, yeah. like, a Terry Funk or a Bruiser Brody... What the frig's he going to do with that chair? Like, the way he was holding the chair, you would think, like, you know on the video games where you can do what you can't in real life, which is just run at them and smash them in the face. Yes. And you're not allowed to do that anymore, and it's a good thing you're not. When he had the chair in his hand, and was uh, he is charging at him. Yeah. What's he going to do? Meanwhile, you've got Dijak, who, when he keeps his jacket on in a brawl, he looks like a kid in a bin bag costume at Halloween that's high on all the sweets they've eaten. Like, the, the movement and the shimmering of that cheap-ass jacket. Like, and I love him for it. Oh, he's the best. I love this Dijak character. It's so stupid. I love that he tweets half things. Strong tweet again, like, yeah. pisses off half of X because he says he doesn't care about Kazushiro Okada. That's so funny to yeah. me. Like, I love that, like, Okada's punk card's been called by T-Bar. <laughs> it's great. Uh, aye, this worked for me. This was stupid. I yes. loved it. I thought it was amazing. As you say, I as re- you say, it's the wall, brother. When was the last time we saw it? Well, when it was getting broken. <laughs> it really was. We said this, we were talking about in the office earlier. Um, it really was that thing in a video game when they were like, you need to find in this area where the, the hidden, you know, uh, wall part is. And it's like normal brick, normal brick, normal brick, <laughs> different brick, normal brick. You know, it was that one there. <laughs> it was like normal NXT stage. Big cardboard wall with NXT written on it. It's like the paper they swing through at the end of the Eliminator on Gladiators, isn't it? It's just like, it's just there waiting for a body to touch it. And then it... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? 
a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, um, following that, Ariana Grace is sat in the locker room um, rehearsing a speech. Honestly, I just think her character is amazing. She feels, um, you know, when we talk about uh, Strickland in AEW, I'm so glad I'm getting away with these comparisons. <laughs> so yes. Swerve uh, Strickland in AEW as Christ put the title on him in 2024. The credibility of your product and the support of your hardcore base depends on you pushing this man. He's right there. In NXT... You start looking at the characters. It's all bollocks, right? So you start looking at, well, like, what, bo- what bollocks is the best bollocks? Yes. And if R.I.P. Chase, you really is no more. Oh, or, no, we're having, or we have to move on. We have to move on, Gilly, from the glory days of Chase U. You start looking for those characters, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, can, uh, that can step in. And Ariana Grace feels yeah. like, you know, like in the same way that, like, once upon a time, mad as it is to say, like, Tony D was merely like a side character, or Tiffany Stratton was merely a caricature. <laughs> not now. Yeah. Nobody, nobody would call Stax a caricature in twenty. Absolutely not. Definitely not. Um, in a weird I way, that. I do want ahead of another Tuesday Night War, whenever that comes, mm-hmm. I'm never going to wish an accident on anyone, but if they could gimmick it so that Ariana Grace breaks her nose and bumps back into Cody with a full mask on. Oh my God, a dashing... Ariana Grace. Do Spider-Man, me. Yes. Because anyway. he is... A, oh, my God. You want some uh, Cody Rhodes, The Rock. We've reported on them on the news today, right? How they yeah. embraced at Raw. What's going to happen the next time the cheese and like war? Because Cody, as we know, is the, um, like, satellite GM of NXT, of isn't course, he? Of course, yeah, yeah, In WWE law. So what's going to... The power struggle between him Ooh. and Ava. Like, how, how's Ava related to a wrestler again? Uh, she got the same name. She's the Rock's daughter. That's right. So, like, how's that going to go down when we know there's already this tension between the two? You've got to credit Shawn Michaels and Triple H for definitely coming up with all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really do. Um, so she's uh, rehearsing this speech. Some wisdom from her grandmother. Darling, if you have a vision, you will be where you want, see where you are headed, and that is delightful. <laughs> Electra Lopez walks in like. Anyway, um, did you have a single note on this promo? No, not, not a one. Lopez, where is she? He goes right here. <laughs> not you, Lola Vice, and she storms off. And Ariana Grace goes. No, she's definitely left now. <laughs> Some ladies have no social graces. She can still watch the show, Ariana. Yeah, very good. Still get you next week. Really, really like her. Big things ahead for her. Um, I was confused next, but thankfully, um, my. Fears were allayed by Lexis King because he says, guys, don't freak out. The main events come a little early. <laughs> I was like, we're only half an hour into this show. <laughs> he says, Trey Bearhill better be grateful for the spotlight I'm going to put on him. Uh, there's only one man worthy of center stage and you're looking right at him. And I thought, what a bell end. <laughs> but in the best possible way. Absolutely. Just a dreadful creep. Uh, okay, moving on uh, to our newest feature, of course. Hey, Dijak. Take those stupid sunglasses off. We're inside. Wagner Watch. Come Tuesday. <laughs> Bond's back at his old stomping grounds. Oh, my God. Why did you bring me here? <laughs> I, he's, uh, 
He's been brought there by his manager, whose name actually actually escapes oh, me. Bloody hell, Robert Stone. <laughs> he says, "I can't do it." Why did you bring me here, Stone? He's like, "Fun." Doesn't this bring back some goddamn memories? Of course it does. <laughs> it happened in my past. This is that my is what a memory is. No, this is my old stomping grounds. UCF number eighty-seven. What does this have to do with the Heritage Cup? <laughs> this is definitely how people speak, Mr. Stone. Robert Stone says, we're going to work on your speed, your stamina, your agility. And I got you the best coaches. And I was literally so buzzing when a camera pans. Oh, my God. It's Stone's kids and Eamon Vine goes, the, the best brothers. Yes! Give them the, the best. Give them the belts. The Bash Brothers. <laughs> and they go, are you ready, Barney? He's like, yeah, I'm ready. And they go, but are you ready? He goes, yeah. <laughs> I was like. Tell you what, right. NXT, unlike this podcast, NXT really knows its way around a swear word, doesn't it? Like, there was two swears on this show and they were pitched perfectly. Like, it's been core to chase you becoming this yeah. cult hit. And for just Vaughn to drop an overexcited F bomb in front of two kids. And Robert Stone not to He was like, yeah, yeah let's go. <laughs> I wanted the kids to do it as well. Yeah. And then the, the mom back at home, like, just f off, mom. Sorry, my bad. How do I do my own work? Blah, 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 blah. Wagner for Daisy, totally crazy. Don't ask questions, just keep talking. <laughs> so, uh, so, Vaughn's getting put through his paces. Bit of a, bit of a hefty workout, this. He's, he's running, he's doing like running bits, and he touches the yeah. car and runs back. And the, the, he's doing sit-ups, and the Bash brothers are stood on his toes uh, whilst they're asking him about the rules of the Heritage Cup, about yeah. six rounds, two out of three falls. He's doing a bit where he's lifting one of the Bash brothers. <laughs> I like that reveal. Uh, it's a kid. And then at one point, uh, Robert Stone's like, he throws a football to Vaughn, and then he's like, Vaughn in the pocket! <laughs> Look out, here comes Orimensa, and he hoys the, hoys the football and just bounces it off of Robert Stone's head. Huge pap in the Wilborn household. Absolutely massive. So, then they reveal one of those tackling dummies that they use. Oh, mind. Uh, no expense has been spent uh, because they've got a picture of Noam Dar's face sort of stuck on it. And they're like, come on, Vaughn, tackle it. And the first one, to be fair, I watched that and went, well, that'll do it. Yeah, he drills it. And he goes, there goes, pathetic. And then he looks at it and he's like, ooh. And you get a, it's like he gives it, gets like Noam's voice in his head. He's like, you, you, you. Right, just, just it went just like that. And he, I know you didn't watch, <laughs> obliterates it, and then like you're ready, hands in, and he goes nowhere. <laughs> I mean, if that review Netflix, didn't... I can see why you spent your money. Not like that review didn't sum it up, but this was a great bit of business, oh. isn't it? Uh, I was. This was worth the weeks off we had. That's it, right? I was getting really worried about um, von Wagner. After he threatened to beat up school children, then wasn't seen again. I wondered if he just didn't realise that skit was a wasn't a shoot, mm. and he actually went and did it, and that was why he was being kept off telly. This return's been perfect. I have n- it's really impressive running up those stairs as well. Yeah, like, I'd be gassed after like four. Rest I get tired walking up to this studio. Yeah, rest is sort of amazing. It's worth remembering that, isn't it? I the Heritage Cup 
is this device that makes good matches bad, but good matches aren't really on Von Wagner's CV. So we're starting... Always saying about the Heritage Cup. Hey, 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 hey. You are right. I think we might be. Yeah. I think Von Wagner's got it over. Uh, right. Next time for the certified Lex offenders to get in action with Dre Bearhill. <laughs> um, Bearhill's looking for revenge, of course, for everything that happened with the breakout tournament, etc. Um, I like the way he yells as part of his offense. Less, uh, did you notice, less um, dog-like this mm. week, less animalist, animalistic. Cause, yeah, because they've got, like, dog. Um, Oberfemi's got, like, a like a shout that goes whenever yeah. he talk, cuts a promo now. And now you've got this. Yeah, he beats the crap out of Lexis King earlier on, but he sort of gets carried away, and that's, mm-hmm. that's how that get, gets away with it. He uh, charges in, avalanche in the corner, picks King up for a body slam. Uh, and then goes for a leaping elbow, but uh, Alexis King moves, nails him with some stomps, says Trey doesn't belong in the ring with him. Uh, but Trey takes back over, yells at King to get back up, grabs him for a choke slam, but King escapes. Super kicks, couple of them, big forearm uh, to the back of the head, and he hits the coronation and gets the win. Yeah, um, look, I know sometimes seeing the basics can be a little bit drab, but NXT, as it always has, follows a robust rankings system and you've got to give Lexus King his wins now to make the Okada match feel credible All right. see the vision right. um, Trick walks into the locker room to ask Mello where he's been Mello says he's been scouting the LWO ahead of their match with them in the semi-final next week uh, but he tells Trick hey you keep your eyes on the prize don't be fighting all your battles uh, Trick's like yeah but I want him 100% and Mello says mate he's been playing you like 2k since October uh, when of course he attacked you huh? and uh, he's, he basically lays out exactly how he, he feels about Trick. He sees you as a threat. He wants to take you out. He doesn't want you winning the world title. Uh, and Trick basically says, yeah, I've been thinking about all that. But they come, seem to come to an understanding and uh, slap hands here. I, and, and Trick says, I've got to deal with it on my own for the match later as well. Right, this was full of all the exposition you laid on in your description of this scene. But was that by design? Was this the week that Trick, I love Trick Williams. Was this the week that he stopped? Look, was they they addressed the one element of the story that maybe isn't quite tight enough, which is, well, Trick Williams, more like Thick Williams, because yes. you can see what's happening here. Did he was he on to him as of this week? And could they be subverted? He is, yeah, he is. Carlo Riley in the Von Wagner feud. Yeah, I knew you were going to turn on me. That they've done that before, haven't they? Like I've seen this coming for weeks, Von. Like you took the hair out of my ties when we went for a bike ride. Like the, it's just. Like the whole, I love the whole setup of Vengeance Day being Trick's got to work twice because if they just follow that to the letter and he's just this baby face that's shown great guts to try and win the Dusty Cup and then goes in hurt to fight Elia Dragunov of all people and comes up short, but like what a battle, what a night. Mm. And then Melo just decks him after the bell when he's at his weakest. Like that, if that plays out exactly like that, fine. That's old fashioned, that's good. Yeah. You're going to get to stand and deliver with a hot match. Is there more to this? Potentially. Has Trick figured it out? And is Mello going to strike and trick, give him the sort of uh, 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 and no, because he was in front of it. And Mello thought he had it all covered and under control and Trick's got that agency already and it just takes off in a different direction. Because I quite like that. I quite costs Ilya the title. Well, possibly, Imagine. yeah. Oh I don't God. think that's going to happen. I don't think so, so but oh my God. This was the week. I'm so glad. I'll, I will talk to Sid about this as well. Don't be snitch tagging me or anything like that. But this is this was the week. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> where I decided, and you know my affinity with my best friend, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, 
I decided this week that this betrayal is better than MJF and Adam Cole. Excuse me? That's what I think. Are you daring, with our platform that we are privileged to have, to suggest that a single storyline in wrestling is better than The Devil? How are you being so controversial and yet so brave at the same time? Uh, Moving on, it's now time for Supernova Sessions. Uh, There's no Amdar or Amenta. And if you're thinking... Oh, Flash Legend of Jared Jackson there. In the words of Noam Dar. No! They're back. <laughs> they're taking care right, of Right, no, shut up. Yesterday, you said, I can't remember if it was on microphone or not. You were like, well, I hope uh, Noam Dar says no. He's asking, like, because he's asking the questions. So we need somebody to ask him questions. Otherwise, the bit's f***. It's like, no, no. Adam Wilborn's like, water in a flood. It finds a way. Did he say no? I didn't actually catch him if he ever actually said no. We're going to do it anyway. So, I know what you're all thinking. Chicago Jackson left, wasn't there? Nobody was thinking. That. <laughs> uh, She'd wrestle. They take the piss out of Von Wagner, saying, "Oh, he doesn't just train with the kids. He goes to the same school. They share crayons. He's, he's thick." Got him. Uh, Noam says Von's never going to beat him. He'll never touch the Heritage Cup. Um, and then he introduces his guests on the Super Nova Sessions. <laughs> It's Lola Vice. No. He's buzzing about having her yes. on, by the way, because he says um, she was in a match last week she didn't need to be in just to screw over her mate. Brings her out. Yeah. She comes down. She got the contract, of course. Um, and uh, he says, I loved seeing Alexa Lopez's reaction when you eliminated her. It was fantastic. Was it planned? Lola says, look, there was always an expiration date the moment we teamed up. Lopez saw a rising star and latched onto me. She's a leech. I was sick of carrying her dead weight. We've been together about six weeks. It's a bit out of nowhere, this, isn't it? Yeah. Are we just unaware of like a six-year run they had on the Indies together or something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Noam says, um, do you have any regrets? And she says, no, I regret nothing. Wait a minute. Where's she from? I've got confused. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> uh, I don't regret all the fans watching my every move, all the women backstage are being jealous, anything like that. But here comes your Ele- Electra Lopez. Um... Alexa says, I don't question why you did it. I question who the hell you are. Um, You're always backstage on social media begging for nice comments and uh, crying about likes and saying, oh, I sacrificed everything to get here. Bitch, she says. I sacrificed everything to be here. There's a nice uh, nod to Santos Escobar. Um, She says, I did all that. I busted my ass to get here, and you did it by shaking your ass on Instagram. Um, one minute you're auditioning for a lifetime movie and next year you're a wannabe MMA fighter shaking your ass in lingerie. You're a phony. Next week, one-on-one, me and you. Uh, and Lola's like, you know what you're getting into? Uh, and Lopez says, yep, and I don't actually want to wait till next week. I want to burn Vice City, nice, huh? to the ground right now. She tackles her over these couches. Officials have to come and break them up and they're all going, puta, puta. I thought this was great from Electra Lopez. A really strong brawl, and good for them too, because I thought this material was pretty weak. Um, would they ask yourself if they would give this sort of scripting and this reason to fight to men? And I think the answer would be no. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little bit dated. And it, it's a bit rich of a character that lives in the NXT world to be criticising somebody for having multiple gimmicks. Yeah. You have to tread really carefully there, because I think if you pick at that, Pretty much the whole thing falls apart, doesn't it? 
Um, Wasn't electricity employed by the family for a bit as well? Yeah, uh, this is it. Everyone's she did a good job, if I remember. Everyone's had 20 jobs. Yeah. That's, that's the norm in NXT. Um, aye. The brawl, however, tremendous, as it was last week when the fight broke out out of nowhere during the Battle Royal. I believe these two were in there fighting, so that is it. That is enough. But aye, the, um, it was a bit of a vintage 2.0 being ran by the old pervs to the build to this. But yeah. I think the match will work out well. I like Lola Vice and Electra Lopez as well. I think it helps that both women, like in very different ways, have sort of earned credibility. One's taken the fast track to it. One, as you say, has had to put in mm-hmm. the work. This, for all that, like their feud doesn't feel as real as they're making it, you kind of see them on their own separate journeys. Mm-hmm. So I quite like that. Uh, we get to see a tweet in response to OTM's actions earlier from uh, Tony D'Angelo. It's a video. It's Tony D, Stacks, and Doris. Who's like, oh, bloody neck. Uh, the tweet says, like, you made a big mistake, OTM. And Tony D says, oh, TM, listen up and listen good. You want to come in my restaurant and tear the place up? You made a big mistake. And Stack says, you guys better have eyes in the back of your freaking heads. Terrible voice. Uh, and Tony says, oh, Bronco, Lucian, Scripps. And they all go, Jada. Things are about to get real interesting for you. We'll see you soon. Heated stuff. Heated. So you must feel really lucky that you're going to be getting here at the sea stacks. Oh, absolutely. You've probably got loads of questions from right. I, so I, how, I, like, I what's ca- next? I cannot wait. You know, obviously, they've, they, it's, later on, they set up a match. It's going to go down at, uh, keep on saying bloody faction from Monday Night Raw that we swear <laughs> when we say their name, so I'm not going to do it. Vengeance Day. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. And I think if I just really concentrate, I can hit. Oh, sorry. One second. This is really unprofessional. Oh, God, you know we're doing the stream for the Royal Rumble on Saturday. Yeah, that you can join us for at midnight UK time, mm-hmm. an hour before the actual showtime of the Rumble itself. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, Phil Not needs... to be confused with the live show we're doing in Philadelphia. No. Tickets available at whatculture.com forward slash tickets. Phil needs help uh, switching the cameras on in advance. He just wants I d- to I don't... warm up. I know it's only Wednesday. But no, that's kind of like Phil can do pretty much everything at WhatCulture, but I would say mm. that's like rudimentary skill that even... Yeah, yeah, even yeah. So, like, there's loads of people working downstairs. Like... Phil alone can definitely do this. Yeah, I know, but he's, he said I really need... I think it's just something quite far away because of my big, long arms. Right. Maybe he just wants me to reach for it. He does have a ladder, but and this the is actually like pulling up and up. around the corner, so... Stax keeps asking after you. I know, but I can't... I can't really go want to leave someone in the lurk. Huh? He's got... A, he yeah, has, yeah. but he's... You know what he's done? He's dropped it behind the... Uh, the sofa. The, the thing that he's reaching. So... Yeah. I'm going to go and quickly, quickly give him a hand. And you know what? Right. Just to, to cl- clean this visual up a little bit, I'm going to shut my laptop and move the soundboard a little bit closer to you just in case, you know, you feel in the needs uh, yeah. while selling our, our Royal Rumble stream. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be probably like five minutes at an absolute maximum. Okay. But uh, yeah, you you crack on doing that. I'll, I'm annoyed about Phil doing this, but I think, you know, needs must. I'll be back in a second. Sorry, guys. He's kind of really put me on the spot here. I feel like that bit in Wayne's world where Garth's just got to stare and be like, oh, I'm missing Wayne Campbell here. I will tell you, I suppose, a little bit about the Royal Rumble stream, midnight UK time. I don't know what that time that is on the various time zones in America, but it's an hour before the Rumble starts. We'll give you all the buzz, all the hype. It's only a four-match card, so there's a lot to be excited about. God, God, this arm problem. Sidgwick seems to be getting it as well. Uh, but yeah, loads of like NXT stars potentially coming in. Oh. Did you not pass him going downstairs to see Phil there? What's the, what's the mystery there? Oh. Uh, 
Sidgy's is uh, not well today. Oh, I get well soon, Sidgy. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll appreciate that. Sorry, <laughs> well. By the way, you read it. I have not read it yet, but uh, take, I take a copy for because I only I assume you know what with me being in the states and him being in the United Kingdom. I, can I get that book over there? Well, stacks, uh, you've raised a good point there. It's not about where you're traveling to or where you're traveling from. Where do you live? I live in the wild. You are not going to believe this. What? You are able to pick up a copy of that book. But, now I know you, Stacks. I've heard a lot of your jokes. I've seen a lot of your stand-up routines. Indeed. So I know you like passionate, insightful words. I do. But a specific number, though. Well, this is the problem. Because, I mean, this is a one in a million shot. It's got 120,000. Oh, my God. What? That's exactly the number I've got you. You read my goddamn brain. No way. Well, you can pick it up off Amazon. Oh, it's a great read. It charts the uh, the rise of All Elite Wrestling. Remember when All Elite Wrestling was on the rise? Nope. No, no, somebody else just buy the book. It was a different and better time. I could read it maybe because the goddamn Von Cards had a nightmare with all this weather recently and all the uh, rain. Uh-huh. And uh, the Rainmaker was going to, well, I thought it was going to goddamn NXT. Yeah. And I thought, well, what the hell's the deal with rain? I, for- I uh, forgot to check on Google and I'm just not as smart as Sidge. Rain is a type of weather that forms as part of the water cycle, as I track back through my rudimentary school science, where water from the Earth's natural resource of water, such as the ocean, da rivers, da lakes, da streams, go up into the clouds, and then some other weather happens, and then rain falls. Uh, we're getting a lot more rain these days, thanks to the melting of the polar ice caps due to climate change. Stacks... Don't take offence at this. You strike me as a guy that might deny that, but it's absolutely <laughs> real, and it's gradually killing us all. Well, I was, you know, I, I always watch my carbon footprint flying back and forth from the UK <laughs> to the US twice a week. I thought, well, goddamn it, if Taylor Swift's doing that crap, then I can get away with it. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, you Brits, you <laughs> Taylor always, catching a stray there, stuck. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, you Brits, you're always saying it is raining cats and dogs. That we, non-stop, we always say that. Yeah, and I'm still out here. Can't get myself no pussies or bitches. I, I can't get it, man. <laughs> Three jokes, big questions for you. Good, more for the kids, I see. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, you know, kids will like this one. Right, okay. Little Bash probably going to love this. Okay. Huh? Have, uh, in which country do sheep fall from the sky? Huh? Picture that. Sheep. Right. Kids, they're fine when they land. Don't worry about them. Nicholas. Thank you, right. Sheep and countries. Yeah. So, uh, mm, so bar is obviously where you're gonna go. Wool. Uh, bar. Uh, Bahrain. Bahrain. You've got it. Bahrain. In which country does sheep fall from yeah. the sky? Bahrain. If I get the perfect hat trick without even an assist. Well, I mean, for one, he's going to be absolutely raging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! I guess I'll myself. Question joke number two. Well, there goes my help on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Any thoughts on this one? I've got one, (laughs) Hamlet. What do you call Yogi? In the rain, hmm. uh, Nicholas, I'm thinking, bear. I'm thinking, bear rain. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's like a like a sequel of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang on, right, Yogi, 
He's, he's not said bear. Sorry, can you repeat the sentence? We call Yogi in the rain. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's a bear sucking. Is there anything in boo boo? Got a boo boo on your elbow. Yeah. Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega stacks? No. Would you like to wrestle him? Everyone's coming over to the NXT. He's more than goddamn work. <laughs> learn how to goddamn work. Uh, get well soon, Kenny. Oh, yeah, get well soon. Uh, uh, I, well, I've, I'm lost. I'm thinking we're going to have to go with Bear Rain and just hope that this is a runner because I can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with Bear Rain. It's <laughs> really good, but it's not right. Uh, what do you call Yogi in the rain? <laughs> a drizzly bear, huh? Oh, Another one for the kids. It really is. All the well. jokes are, in fact, all jokes today are for the kids. Final joke, final question for you, Ambler. I play these every week, you realize, to pop my wife so that like we can still laugh together after being married so long. <laughs> Raise the f- bar stacks. <laughs> hey, Adele. Adele. Hello. <laughs> you like that? He's back. Stax is back. <laughs> final question, final joke we have. <laughs> uh, why is sex like a thunderstorm? Huh? Oh, God, right. Sex like a thunderstorm. Yeah. As usual. Stax is both somebody that owns his own failings in the bedroom and also a raging misogynist. <laughs> like, and it's funny how those two things collide. <laughs> so, like, lightning quick, because it's over too fast. Wet. Fast. Uh, the woman is under a cloud, having been with him. <laughs> uh, nothing we could say. About oh. your sexual prowess or sexism could compete with this punchline stack, so I don't know. Oh. Yeah, what's the setup? What, why the haven't you uh, mentioned? Uh, why is sex like a thunderstorm? It's uh, something about, what about like count of 10 and it's all over or something like that because it's like 10 seconds ten between seconds. thunder and lightning, isn't there? Yeah. 10, uh, 10 seconds. Boom, and it's over. That's I. Something about that you're really quick and unsatisfying. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm on the right lines. I don't understand. Uh, why is sex like a thunderstorm? You get wet. You never know how long it's going to last, and you never know how many inches you're going to get. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't help noticing. I don't know if the microphones picked this up, but I couldn't help. Stax really enjoyed that one as he left the room there. <laughs> Bye, Stax. Oh, oh and hello, Wilborn. Well, I missed. Well, Stax, I assume, unless you passed him on the corridor. Then. No, I didn't. I didn't see him. Sorry, I was. It turns out I didn't need my help. Uh, oh really? Phil was absolutely fine. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because he's not in the office today, is he? No, he's I should not have flagged that up before. He, was, he didn't. He, he, I went down. I was looking everywhere for him. Turns, he, out, turns out he's home. He's working for... So, hang on. He was asking you to plug a wire in, mm. in a camera in his house. Yeah. How does he normally get that camera working? 
salty. I'm suspicious of Phil at this point. Yeah. Oh, aren't I? Yeah, well, I, I, I was looking. All, I didn't go to his house. I was just looking downstairs for him, and I said, like, well, "Bloody hell, are you?" He said, oh, "I'm forgotten. I'm at home." Well, well God, idiot. Sent over Slack, did he? From his house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got it. Stacks was uh, there anyway. Oh, is he yeah. all right? He's okay. Um, he was talking about weather, and um, presumably he's got his. Maybe do you think the Von Cord? You know how like those flights between. Um, the Republic of Ireland and the UK have been diverted via France because mm. of all the storms there. That's pretty funny, isn't it? Like maybe that's happened to Stax, and that's why he's got weather on the brain. Yeah, I've got got a bit of a weather-themed, sexy name with the missus. She calls me. Uh, she calls me Lightning because I always come first. Um, it's JSU time. <laughs> <laughs> Go take a bit of a turn. This now. okay, so we've got to go to chase you. Oh, potentially one of the final times. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's getting repossessed. Uh, Riley Osborne's desk gets lifted away from him, they take the chairs and everything. Oh. Uh, he apologizes to Mr. Chase, but he says, I know my time has been short, but I've loved every second of it. And Chase is like, No, I'm I'm sorry, it's my fault. And uh, Duke Hudson's very dismissive of all this. He says, like, it's just it's just material stuff. It could all be replaced. What are you moaning about? And then someone takes his MVP trophy, and he's like, no. Good bit. He says, without the trophy, without Chase U, I'm going to spiral quick. Chase is like, everything I've worked for, so hard, it's all gone. I've got nothing left, he says. <laughs> someone tries to take his podium. He's like, get your hands off my podium. And uh, Duke's like, let it go. Uh, that gets taken out, and there's literally like a couple of posters, and that's mm-hmm. it. It's all that's left. Chase is just disheveled and down in the dumps. He says, look, we had a good run, but uh, next week we have to officially say goodbye. And they just glance over at this empty room now. And Chase says, class dismissed. Turns out the lights. Yeah. I don't want to say leave the memories alone, but I'm becoming worried oh. that I might have to. If someone could edit together the best bits of Chase you into sort of half a mi- half an hour video, <laughs> <laughs> to my sacrifice, into one of those uh, three hour long, like when they do a bloodline catch. Yeah, oh god. Yeah, um, tugging on the heartstrings. Is it yeah. all over for Chase you? I don't know. I don't know because where do you go from here if if whatever JC James master plan is, a little bit more on that later, but not a lot. Um, mm. If whatever a master plan is does work, how does the new JSU... Ch- Wait a second. Mm. I know we've been saying JSU. We're missing what was in front of us the whole time. JSU point... Oh! Right? If JSU point oh... Yes! ...forms, is it going to be like a college of the future? I don't know why I went a bit stacky there. Like, where they've got, instead of like the podium... Like, I, I'm terrified of AI replacing all of us mm. one day, but like a kind of a nice mix of humanity and technology all together. So, you've got Ch- you've got Andre Chase delivering the lectures, but then you've also got like the use of technology. He doesn't need a podium because he's got like a nice video wall stand that he can have his lecture notes appearing on in front of him. It's all high tech, like the, some of the equipment being taken away. They don't need that anymore. Desks, they need desks, old man. It's just chairs for people to sit on, like comfy chairs for your told your iPad and do your learning on oh. there. Like, as if they've just got all those Tesco's computers for schools vouchers. Um, <laughs> dating myself. I, I I don't know what the JSU mm. looks like to replace all of this. Replace you. Um, but I feel like we're going to get a return and it's going to be 
futuristic and, uh, you know, all modernised. What a... 90s! We've got coming up. Go on. So we've got the Rumble mm. on Saturday, the fallout from the Rumble on Raw. You've got the go-home show for Vengeance Day yep. on Wednesday. Yep. Fallout on the SmackDown side of things yep. from the Rumble. And then on the Sunday, and then mm. another day... To make it nine, uh, you've got uh, Vengeance Day, and then of course, and, the ch- and what's going to happen? Oh man! And then the all important—I mean, we've talked about this for years. We've had the all important Raw after Vengeance Day. <laughs> the raw, so much the Raw after the Raw after the Royal Rumble. It's <laughs> where it all kind of happens, uh, right? Punk walking. I think we all saw what happened on Vengeance Day last night. <laughs> Did we, Phil? Right, it's time for us all to pay attention, please, because Scripps is in action against Dragon Lee. Uh, Scripps' entrance. Mm. Uh, fireball coming out. Oh, scripts. <laughs> Good. Oberfemi's watching on the platform. Um, I'm amazed I'm still standing with it, having no supporting wall that's definitely always there. Um, there's a lot of high-flying stuff, as you would expect from these two. Uh, early on, scripts dodges some moves, get, get caught with a front drop kick from Dragon Lee, who hits a wild somersault dive onto him. Uh, there's also a running, flipping clothesline. Basically, it was a fun match, mm. but it was overshadowed by what happened mid-match because obviously OTM were out there with Scripps. And here comes the D'Angelo family to get some revenge. They brawl around ringside. And Riz does a wicked tope onto Jada yeah. Parker. All this distracts everyone that allows um, Dragon Lee to hit Operation Dragon for the pin. And afterwards, Oberfemi says, I'll see you at Vengeance Day for a title match, basically. But yeah, I love the, the blood feud we've got going on now. How did you feel personally about Oberfemi being sideways inserted into family business as well? You must have, like, what a moment. It's, for me, like, this week was Cody and Punk finally sharing the screen. <laughs> for you, <it> yeah. <laughs> the Ober family, as we'll now call them. This, like, a super group. Hey, you know, we should try it. Like, a super group forming of baby faces that you love happening in front of your very eyes. Smart this, because uh, you coined the right phrase during your review mid match. That's what Dragon Lee and Scripps was, but then they kind of like said, don't look at that anymore, look at all this other stuff happening. So yeah, a good use of the television time. Economical. Uh, the Riz had a first on-screen match last week in the Battle Royale, and that, her tope is awesome. Yeah, I quite like the Riz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're getting a six-person match, obviously, at the Pape now. And you like that because? No titles on the line. There you go. Just, we're just checking the graphic. Okay, fine. Um, speaking of supergroups, our boys Idris and uh, Malik are backstage, and they're they're good, obviously. They're out the Dusty Cup at the first stage. Yeah. And uh, Idris has had the, this awesome gear made, which I know you'll appreciate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why have I even bothered with that? <laughs> really nice touch, that. Yeah. Where's the bloody money? Um, they're very dejected. Then comes a bit of positivity from Brinley Reese. Yeah. Um, Name still makes me think of hot dog water. <laughs> she, uh, she says, you only lose if you don't learn and dig up the positives in each match. Uh, I wrote in my wellness journal today. I worked out tons. I'm ready for whatever's next. And he's just like, look, not right now. We can't catch a break. We don't need journals or positivity. We need luck. Brings like, not have any of that. Write five things you liked about the match and five things you didn't. And she chops Idris in the chest and she sort of cartwheels out a shot. And then they go, well, he's like, oh, at this point we'll try anything. I'm in. I'm I am in. all the way in on Bryn. This was great. Um, I've not quite been able to decide where I'm landing on this character over the last few weeks, but this was the week where it all made sense to me. Um, this is not like a, I don't know, like a guide to life in NXT because I don't want many of these characters to be relatable. Mm. But this character was extremely relatable. Mm-hmm. We've all worked. We've all had jobs. 
in like those type of really dumb companies that hire like external trainers or bring in people that like do training mm. as a job and thus can't really apply their one size fits all training method to your specific problem. And Ophi and Blade have got a very specific problem. Yes. They've lost a wrestling match and like they're feeling pretty low and they're questioning their place, yep. their pecking order and all that sort of stuff. I, like, I thought I could have the ambition to buy new gear and advance in the Dusty Cup and everything's fallen away. And then Shawn Michaels has paid a third-party corporate trainer in the form <laughs> of this character that has just existed on his show to come in. <laughs> yep. That chop she delivered, followed by the Gable Stevenson-type backflip out of shot, like <laughs> Dwight Schrute in the office, spin move, and she's gone. Piss myself. Like, absolutely brilliant. Five good things and five bad things. <laughs> like, I want to see the lists. Yeah. Like, and where's the lists, Pete? Like, show me the lists. And you know what you call it when she hands out these pieces of advice or uh, certain bits of positivity? Reese's Pieces. Oh, my God. This week's Reese's Pieces. Because I'm nerdy. Just completed it again. Tick, tick, mother <laughs> tick. <laughs> right. The fun keeps coming because... <laughs> I know you think it's Sige. We're nowhere near the main event yet. Uh, bird person's backstage uh, watching... Flapping around. <laughs> watching a uh, video of some sort. Yeah. Um, and Tate and Paxley slides in, <laughs> scares her, and she's like, oh my God, last week was a real career highlight for me, Lyra. And Lara's like, yeah, yeah, about that. You're really special to me, but it was a one-time thing. I need to focus on my title match, Roxanne Perez, and I can't respond to the hundreds of texts, DMs, and emails that you've been sending me. And uh, Tatum says, oh, I get it. So it's all about Roxy. Okay. And Lyra says, I'm glad we're on the same page. And she leaves. And Tatum Baxley subtly implies they might not be on the same page here. <laughs> this is just, like, I love... <laughs> Wrestling thinks it can do what it bloody well likes. I've got a venom. <laughs> it's page. What's it called? Have I invented this term? Or is it, it's like a, a thing that like young people have identified as like quite a problem in the building of relationships. Is it called love bombing? Oh, I where don't know. Where people can be so forthright, hundreds of texts, as was illustrated mm -hmm. here, that like the person like dishing out their love believes, this is great, this is what somebody wants, where the person on the other end of it is like, this is scary, mm -hmm. legitimately, I don't want to be on the receiving end of this, I didn't sign up for this, we went on one day or whatever, mm -hmm. or you helped me out once. And like this phenomenon that pe like people are kind of like navigating the way through, <laughs> Shawn Michaels has seen and thought, I can do something with that, <laughs> and uh, the character I'm going to choose is the uh, half-human, half-bird. <laughs> I love the mindset, the arrogance of the man, the arrogance of the creative team, I think, yeah, we've definitely got something here. Like, uh, just the half-human, half-bird, NXT Women's Champion, no less, Lyra Valkyria, comes out of this really credible series with Becky Lynch where she's like, like I watched you from afar, I yeah. wanted to be like you, all that sort of stuff. So they've taken basically all the silliness out of that character and then just as she's gotten serious, they're like, bang. Like, insane stalker cartoon character. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dancing around your <laughs> menace. From week one, yeah. as we've said, you're like, well... I wouldn't trust her. And yeah. only now is like the hundred messages that you sent the last hour were really great, but I, I want I want the the full worst people on the internet. So I want to see the string of messages of like, hey Lyra, I just want to say massive thanks for tagging me last night. It was a career highlight. Lyra, just checking, uh, are you around? Uh, I'd love to watch yeah. our match back. Da -da -da. Bitch. <laughs> 
Lol. Cry laugh emoji. Just kidding. Sorry, did you just call me or... I got missed call. I wasn't sure if that was from you or... <laughs> and it, that's what we need. We need the screenshots. Lyra posts the screenshots of the hundred texts. How many different bird emojis is there? This is all about you, lol. <laughs> uh, Spinning parrot face. <laughs> Blair Davenport versus Carmen Petrovic was next. Um, another case of uh, just uh, giving someone a quite a straightforward victory, to be perfectly honest. I've got a move. I've got a sword. <laughs> We're a show full of mystery stuff. <laughs> the best, in it? <laughs> <laughs> Blair kicks Carmen in the corner, hits that double stomp off the second rope, uh, hits a backbreaker for a two count. Carmen got a two count off the back of a spin kick, but in the end, she charges in at Blair. Blair moves, front drop kick, Mishinoku driver, and the knockout blow, I believe it's called, that knee of hers, yeah. to give Blair Davenport a, a W. Aye, nerfing going on here, really, is there? Mm. Um, Ridge Bloody Holland's backstage with Kelly, uh, and she, he asks him about Gallus kicking the crap out of him, no, him having no mates last week. Um and, you know, using the numbers game. Okay, like, why haven't you asked for help? And he's like, I'm not going to prove Joe right. Uh, you know, I left the brawling brutes. I wanted to stand on my own. I'll take them all because I'm hardcore. <laughs> Me and Ely used to play rugby together. <laughs> rugby sevens. Um, he's <laughs> this doesn't end well, does it? Because he's blatantly going to call American Gallows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you're bringing together three Galluses in one match. British Gallows and American Gallows. Gallows, Gallows. Stay away from me. <laughs> Get off my TV. <laughs> We're getting the match, whether we want it or not. Then it was time for Trick Williams versus Josh Briggs with Ilya Dragunov on commentary. Uh, I like the fact he kept G-ing Trick Williams up. But come on, get up, Trick. He thinks that people love pain as much as he does. He, I bet he just thought, Booker's not calling my match next weekend, is he? Because he's just like the only person who's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> doing his entry. Like, yeah. Do you do that for mine, Booker? <laughs> just, okay. That might be slightly biased. Uh, but yeah, they, they, this Josh Briggs character's broken out on his own. Mm -hmm. Bit of a hoss fight, this. They were kicking the crap out of each other. Um, Trick was, was selling a lot here. Um, Dragonov's urging Williams to his feet towards the end. Um, and then Josh Briggs booted him over the announce desk. Williams caught Briggs as a result of that. Um, Dragonov goes to get in the ring to get involved, but here comes Carmelo Hayes to get him off the apron. Um, but uh, it looks like Briggs is going to take advantage of this distraction to get the victory. But uh, Trick Williams catches him with a victory roll, gets the one, two, three, turns up to turns around to celebrate and gets hit with a massive lariat by Josh Briggs, who the audience kind of turn on as a mm -hmm. result of that. And uh, Trick Williams is furious with Mello for getting involved, saying, I wanted to do this by myself. Um, but I've, I thought Mello was kind of justified here to yeah. a certain extent, which is the best bit of this sort of heel shtick. I wouldn't normally love that. Not that a victory roll is a roll-up in the traditional sense. Grab the tights, go and celebrate on the floor. I won. I'm the oh, hero. Drew beat Randy with it. Yeah. Oh, that's not a proper win. Uh, a backslide? No, 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 no. you got to beat, beat with your finisher, mate. Everybody knows that. Um, I <laughs> thread the other day. What's Gunther's finish? He hits like four different moves. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's why he's rubbish. Um, I No, I wouldn't normally be in favour of that, but I didn't think this was a bad night for Briggs overall because... It is a bit of a like a left turn. For, I appreciate like going out on your own after they went their separate ways. And we we live, but to like this heel turn feels a little bit all like out of nowhere. Or does it? Because in the post match, hitting a lariat 
or a clothesline from hell. <gasps> Having taken the advice of JBL to get aggressive and believe in yourself last week, I think that's quite neat. That's quite nice. Um, I don't wish for a really boring 20-year career like JBL's was, so don't take too much advice and become dreadful. <laughs> but that's fine. Like, Take that, go and be your own man, as JBL has told you to be. And in the meantime, again, to my point earlier on, this felt like another way for them to have Trick Williams be wise to it. Like, Shawn Michaels, as we know, loves to just do his own career. And when Triple H attacked him, when, like, Shawn Michaels was mysteriously attacked, and it was like the OG Indy Hartwell, everybody, everybody in the arena, so much so that you could all hear them go, it's Triple H. <laughs> like, <laughs> three weeks pass, and Triple H's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And it was like, well, you turned on him three weeks ago. Yes. It's you. Like, I know I pedigreed him, but I would never do that. It was you. Like, And then Sean's like, I've got the camera footage, and in 2002 technology, I've turned the camera around this way and, like, made it focus Zoom up. Zoom enhance. I paid for the money. Yeah. Uh, it was you, Triple H. And we're like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I've kind of come around to it being mellow, mm. right? I wanted it to be Josh, or I wanted it to be... There's a, a bit of me that still thinks, yeah, ever like, since that, someone suggested to us that it could be... Imagine if he says next week, you know that lariat he hit with me after the match? Yeah. I've Weird felt, similarities to I've how... i felt I've, that before. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, I kind of have now come around to it just yes. being the obvious answer. And having Trick be Shawn Michaels in this and go, it was you... And not be, again, not be fooled, but yeah. in fact, see the attack coming and do something about it isn't the worst thing for that babyface thing, especially if they're going to make him champion eventually. Which I, I like the bit where Mello was yelling at Trick, though, hyping him up. Mm. He's coming for you. I, that's why I had to get involved. Trick's still not happy. And Mello's like, he's doing what he did to Corbin. Think about this. You know, wake up. Good that. Like, it's Mello trying to like do a bit of reverse psychology on him here, but getting the excuse to sort of neg him at the same time. It's pretty smart. Sort of wrestling's version of the traitors, really. Well, let's not get silly. Like, I love NXT as much as you do, but I don't love NXT as much as the traitors. Not told you about my new game. I keep meaning to do this. I meant to do this on the SmackDown preview last week, and okay. considering what day it is today. It's Wednesday. It's Traitors Day. Only three episodes left. UK Traitors is goaded. I love the BB motherfucking scene. Mm. So, my new game yep. um, is one you can play at home with friends, family, other halves. Start a conversation acting like they're one of the traitors. <laughs> right, okay. So I just, the other day, I just went, can we have a bit of a chat, Anna Louise? She went, yeah, is everything all right? I, just th- I said, I just think you've been acting a little bit suspiciously, to be honest. Um, you know, ever since ever since last Monday, right. you know, you've been doing sort of things that you weren't doing when we mm. first met. And I think, I just think it's really out of character. And I think, you know, when we get to the round table... I'm maybe going to put out there that I think I think you might have been uh, seduced and re- recruited by the traitors. <laughs> just start a conversation. Like that. Don't tell. No warning. Just start that conversation. Just add like I've been thinking I might be writing your name down at the dinner table. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, traitors a semantic field. Yeah, I love that. I mean, just just do it. And see. Is this a way to like manifest that Claudia Winkleman turns up at your house and starts narrating it? Oh my god. One of those brilliant oversized jumpers hosts they could have picked. Yeah, she loves it as much as we do. I saw this take. And Are they going to do? A f- I know there's the the uh, traitors uncloaked, and I do need to watch that. Yeah. Are they going to do? I want a proper reunion show. Uh, they just did it on like a Radio Two show, didn't they? Yeah. Last year, I think now it's become even more of a phenomenon than it was the first time out. They're probably it's you know how TV works, and it? it's more is always more. I'm sort of nervous about a 
traitors celebrity special for comic relief that's like has to be squashed into like Ooh. a two week format or something I'd, like it'd be funny to watch a bit but it would I think part of the magic is how it's dragged out over a few weeks mm. and you get to feel like you know the characters are like Ed Gamble has teased Diana in the Royal Rumble <laughs> I would like to see her iconic line delivery edited over old episodes of Friends where Rachel like might be talking about Tag or Mark and being like I don't think he's the one for me. Cut to Diane. But Ross says, and just like, let's get her in any situation where there's a Ross. Uh, Ross's wink oh. down the lens, which Punk shouted out on Raw. I assume. <laughs> I assume. Anyway, like the Punk probably watches the traitors. He worked with enough in AW. Uh, so, I, um, <laughs> yeah, by the book. Yeah, is good. Uh, right, nearly at the end of the show. Um, Thea Hale's very upset. Chase, you was her life, but it's all gone. Uh, Jacey says, hey, hey, hey. Not over yet. I'm workshopping something. It's not done. Uh, and then bloody Lex King shows up. What the hell are you doing here? He says, hey. It is. Uh, <laughs> you need a shoulder to cry. I want better shoulder than this. She's Ugh. like, fine, thanks. He says, why don't you tell the king what he needs to do to cheer you up? He is Perfect in this role. When he said this, did you think about like them ordering a Burger King? Yeah. <laughs> Tell the king what you need to cheer you up for an XL bacon, please. <laughs> and like uh, half Coke, half Fanta from the pop mixer machine. Yes. Uh, anyway. I'm getting that for lunch now. Riley Osborne comes in and says, back off. I got one yesterday. I've not I got any money. But I just said it. So that's what I'm now doing. Now it's, yeah. Shout out to all my people with disordered eating. You're probably going to get one too now. I apologise. Oh, the app. I had a free one the other day as a result of the app. I'm going to download the app after this. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's bad. It's going to keep me on the hook. So anyway, the, the Greg's one's already caused me enough problems. You get a free breakfast. How? Buy nine breakfasts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think we've got a button for how long that takes me. Nine days. <laughs> uh, Actually, I could probably do it in eight. I'm on court. It's like those serving suggestions on cereal boxes. Five servings completed that in three minutes. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I just like pour milk in my mouth and <laughs> all the box <laughs> over my head. Well, record! Anyway, Riley Osborne. Comes. Cereal box. Like a box of even good ones. Like you sent me the picture of those Kit Kat ones, yes. which I'd already had. Make me have a big right. Kit Kat bar. But like even posh cereal. Like I don't mean good ones like Special K, like posh fun yeah. cereal. Reese's peanut cereal, whatever. You look at it like two to three quid a box, right? Mm. A meal deal now in a shop is about three quid for your lunch. Mm. Imagine like an entire box of cereal for your dinner every day. <laughs> Wait a second. Like you're going to be more full. Stay with me. Equal nutrients, a lot of milk. Like good day. I'm <laughs> Adele, not. Adele, if anything, I'm saving money. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Why but go to Tesco's or Asda or Sainsbury's or whatever supermarket, like Aldi don't do meal deals, I don't think, or little. And look at the meal deals and I think, meal deal. Mm. Full box of cereal. <laughs> Which one's gonna get you fuller? <laughs> Riley Osborne comes in and says, back off. Do you think, do you think eat, uh, an entire box of cereal for lunch is gonna have the uh, success of the Jack Knife Kids campaign? They both feel quite reckless out of context. Yeah. King goes, going from hero to zero, and points, just in case you were unsure which one he was talking about. <laughs> Good bit. I like the way Thea goes, uh, Riley's the hero, my hero, our hero. I slip slightly. If she wants full sex. And Riley says, oh, yeah, um, as if as if I wasn't more uh, on the hook for next week. <laughs> Riley's... 
Shawn Michaels. Casts out his thing. The old, the old salmon. The old salmon comes on. Salmon Wilborn. Yeah. <laughs> they can have a chat. Just the two of them. Can we have a chat alone later? Thea's like, yep. And he leaves. Mm. And Thea and I freak the F out. And Jace is like, chill. You're a grown-ass woman. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. But what What are they doing? Apart from... What were you being... A- yeah, full sex. Mm. What were you being asked to think here about JC and Thea's relationship was, was like, you're a grown-ass woman. Jace like, has our weeks and weeks and weeks of me trying to stop you being infantilized by this pretend university all been for naught? Yeah. Is that what she was getting at there? Because, uh, like, have we not... I was going to say endured. I mean, enjoyed. Weeks. Months, maybe, of... <laughs> oh, you got new theme. Yeah, like, is this not all conversion to be able to... F- <laughs> and now she's in that position, and so to speak. And uh, I, Jace, is like, just play it cool. Yeah, here comes, here comes uh, the new theatre hail. Aye, <laughs> um, no big tease about Jace's fix, but she seemed fairly at ease with uh, Chase you being finished. So I hope there's something. Next week, then it's all coming to a head. That pervert and it's Anonymous wasn't filming enough, was he? Yeah. In NXT law, Jace doesn't know that her plan's been filmed for two weeks. Jace doesn't know. Uh, no court of catch crew. JC's boring. plan needs to get a move on. <laughs> uh, no court of catch crew vignette. You want to say about this? <sighs> Nothing. But uh, then, then Skellers. <laughs> but I bet your regal is just absolutely <laughs> tugging it raw to this. Yeah. This is what we need for my son. No catch, no court. Da, da, da. Trick in a mellow. Wake up. Then it's time for no, the no, 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 shake up. For the main event stage, um, <laughs> the contract signing for the title match at Vengeance Day. Uh, <clears throat> Ava, new GM. She's not got to say her name. She's the Rock's daughter, and she's the general manager now. Um, That's getting longer. How'd that happen? Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh, nice. yeah, because he's got the thing. Yeah, of course. Do you know what wage they're paying for that GM? Seven bucks. So. She's overpaid. Taters, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we have Ava. She's not got the surname. She's the Rock's daughter, and she's the new GM. How'd that happen? Um, she introduces Roxanne Perez and the <laughs> NXT Women's Champion, Lyra Valkyria. Yeah. Uh, says there's big expectations for the match, um, and it's very respectful. Roxy says, let's get the respect out of the way. We respect each other. Let's be honest, this is an NXT Stand and deliver. Ay, ay, oh. uh, match nine weeks early. Lyra says, yeah, yeah, this is a match everyone wants to see. I love WrestleMania season, man, honestly. The big guns. By the time we are there in Philadelphia, <laughs> I want to say hello, welcome to NXT Stand and Deliver, ups and, uh, ups and downs. Someone goes, ay, ay, oh, it's worked. One person did it, so. We've been on bar- uh, parallel paths even for, for the last year. Uh, I debuted when you won the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, and Rock says, yeah, you had a great year. You're, you're the champion of the best women's division in WWE. 
and arguably anywhere else. Um, but it feels familiar. You were exactly where I was this time last year, basically. Everyone's witnessed your rise. What's I've had to pick myself up and fight to a title match for a title I never lost in the first place. No triple threats, no battle rules, no stipulations, no nothing. Now I'll finally be able to get the title and make it all worth it. Uh, and Lara says, look, I've been keeping an eye on you. You've gone from a girl that's just happy to be there to a confident woman who's able to snap when the situation needs it. <laughs> I'm not trying to push your buttons, um, but I've replaced you on top. I know you're bringing an edgier side to yourself, and I want you to bring it. Uh, who, ta- who talks like this? Like, I'll tell you who does. You, recapping the show every yep. week, as we have done for the last year. It, it, abysmal, they say. Yeah. <laughs> But she said, Roxy is the last person I've got to, be, uh, to beat to prove I'm where I am or where I should be. Um, and Roxy says, you're so confident. Well, I've been there. Just another PLE, just another title defense. But what's going to happen if you lose? You'll question yourself. You'll ask what's next. Some fans won't be there for you. They might even boo you. Can you handle that? When I become champion, and I will, you'll have to rebuild yourself the way I did or you'll crumble. Uh, and Lara says, I've been, always been more mentally tough. I won't crumble. <laughs> I'm a bird. <laughs> and birds don't crumble. <laughs> Apples do. Um, <laughs> and I won't be a bird that's baked in a pie. That happened to four and twenty of my family members. <laughs> There we go. Um, when uh, when I beat you, Roxy, you'll be you'll be behind me permanent, basically. And they sort of get into each other's faces, but Ava's like, keep it civil, um, save it for Vengeance Day, basically. And they sign the contract. There's a stare off. There's a handshake. There's the old title thing, and you think, oh, what a, a, a relatively normal ending to a contract signing. And Lyra leaves. Or Larry goes to leave. Yeah. And Tatum Paxley slides out from under the table. She's been there all bloody time. <laughs> Picks up Roxy, puts her on the table. And Larry's like, what the hell are you doing here? Stay away from me. It's chaos. I love it, man. Oh, so it's a Roxanne Perez issue. Got it. We can do that. Hides under the table. <laughs> like, wait the whole time. She best give me a feed line for this. Otherwise, Picks what? up Abram, puts her on the table because your eyes haven't got used to the light anymore. <laughs> oh, bollocks. Just they don't do the spot, she just gets packed away in one of the storage crates till next week. <laughs> oh, this was rubbish until the end, which was funny. Like, the, uh, the pl- I think that's the entire of NXT. <laughs> <laughs> rubbish until the end, which was funny, and therefore we loved it. Ah, oh, these promos were terrible, man. Ro- like, Roxanne Perez just going off like 20 minutes. It's like, fair enough, because that's how long it takes to recap your entire run on this show. Yeah. Who can forget, of course, when I was attacked by Cora J, the skateboard didn't even work really. I'm just a small town girl living in a lonely world. I've been on a journey. It was trash. Lyra Valkyrias wasn't much better. Um, t- I don't mean, this is not me doing a just let the wrestles wrestle, but like they're both known to be two of the stronger in-ring oh, yeah. performers on this roster. Just keep this to a minimum. Yeah. Like, by all means, do the bit. I quite like the bit. <laughs> What's that coming from under the table? Is it a tatum? I'm sort of into that. But just get to the point. Yeah. All in all, though, a sensational show. Yeah, uh, another 10. <laughs> let us know your thoughts on it in the comment section below. Or it? At what culture WWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflip at... Michael Hamflip. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... 
You can follow <laughs> me at Adam Wilborn. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nicholas. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, we'll be back later on today to preview AEW Dynamite. But for now, this being the NXT review, my thanks to Michael Hamflit. Uh, get well soon, Michael Sidgwick. My thanks to Stax as well. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.